Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, y'all? It's really good. It's been good. It's, it's been, been great. an interesting two days. Because I told the people at the end of last episode that I would have Guardians beat. And since and? then, developments in my life have happened. Same. Uh, uh, was it Neil Druckmann again? No. Yeah, well. It kind always of always him. is. Uh, perennially just in my (laughs) peripheral causing issues Uh, you always see him in the corner of your eyesight he's like a a personal gremlin yeah (laughs) creeping around when I have night terrors causing mischief it's uh, Neil Druckmann trying to he's like Mr. Mixit's Piddlick but (laughs) it's just Druckmann trying to explain the the circle of the circle of violence to me, and I uh, I don't want to hear it. Um, my favorite game cycle designer. of violence. Um, so I ended up going to Disney for the weekend and visiting Seth in Orlando this weekend, uh, which means that I was not near my uh, Xbox with a disc tray in it, so I was not playing Guardians. Um, mm, why didn't you just connect remotely? Because you know I could have. I didn't think there about that. Go. Way I didn't think about go. that. Um, also, you know, we I got... like to I like to imagine you, uh, like Kirk <laughs> in that in in the Wrath of Khan, but instead of yelling Khan, you're yelling Druckman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Um, I did use my Just... backbone to play some <laughs> Pokemon Unite at Disney. Nice. Every good. every morning when you wake up, you just yell Druckman really loud. Every time something bad happens, it's I fall to my knees and yell to the heavens. Um, even when it's in the midst of something good happening, like visiting with my friends, it's like, man, I also need to be playing video games. Druckman, why? And I fall <laughs> to my knees. Why do you do this to him? Why do you uh, haunt David so? Right. So I... Uh, ooh, never mind, I just had a terrible thought. Um, never mind. Was it Neil Druckmann? It was, <laughs> it was Neil Druckmann announcing Last of Us NFTs, which Ugh. it's just going to uh, happen. Uh. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, that'll be the perfect circle, yeah. and uh, fa- it'll be fantastic. Uh, so I did not beat Guardians, also because something that I was playing the past two nights, uh, which was the Halo Infinite multiplayer, Woo. Uh, because it dropped on Monday, which was fantastic. Perfect birthday present. Yeah, it was great. Um, happy so, birthday, David. Happy birthday, <laughs> Forrest. <laughs> happy birthday, Macho Man Randy Savage. And oh, yeah, uh, brother. Neil Kroger of um, Nickelback fame. Mm. No, it's pronounced Druckman. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chad, Chad, it's not Neil. Or Chris. Ah, what's his stupid name? You don't need to remember the name <laughs> of the guy from Nickelback. It's okay. Uh, uh, did so, he found the, the grocery chain Kroger's? Chad. I don't think so. I don't think he did. Now, if ne- he did, Neil Druckmann some, is invading my mind that now. That makes sense why mm. he's a famous musician. But let's, let's talk about video games and get this semi on the rails. Uh, I played... My semi is on the rails. The, good. 
<laughs> okay. Um, like I that video of that Guardians. of that semi truck that got stuck on the railroad track <laughs> and then the train plowed into it. That's my emotional state. I don't think I've seen that video. Um, well, it's terrible. <laughs> good. good. Um, I played some Guardians and I met Cosmo, the oh, Russian dog. Best boy. Yeah. Uh, it, that's not. I'm about halfway into the campaign and uh, I'm a little over halfway now, but he has shown up. He was in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler. Um, but yeah, I met Cosmo and it's led to some good conversation. Uh, and I really like what they're doing with Drax with this game. They're making Drax a real character. Thank God. So I know I kind of alluded to that last week, but they are still doing that, which is great. Um, and they are still un- underserving uh, Rocket a little bit, but it's fine. They They still, maybe they'll go into him later, but they, it's kind of like the same thing that Marvel does, where they just allude to Rocket's backstory without ever talking about it. Um, so, you know, maybe they'll change by the end. I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm really liking it. Uh, the only thing I'm not liking, uh, Seth, you'll understand this a little bit. Um, they hijack you in the middle of the game and make you play flashbacks to Peter Quill's mm. a kid uh, to give you the Peter Far Cry Five, uh, yeah, game mechanics. Like, and it'll be mid action, and it'll just be like boom, flashback, and it's like, all right, why, why do I have to see Peter Quill dealing with his mom and stuff and all that jazz? Like, and it's it's all in mostly in a. Like, just, you can't sprint or nothing. Like, you're walking through your house, mm. and it's kind of tedious. Uh, mm-hmm. So Well, not having played the game, I, I don't actually know the experiences, but it sounds like they could be trying to do something similar as Amazing Spider-Man did with the Miles segments. Hmm. That could be it. Yeah. I didn't. But it doesn't sound like it's landing for you, whereas the Miles segments did land. Yes. Um, but it's also different because, I don't know, it's, it's hard to compare like a lifetime of emotional uh, investment in a comic character um, versus like what it is. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy was a breakout hit. Uh, I love the first movie and all the characters, but I really had no... Uh, knowledge or relationship with the character of Peter Quill prior to that movie. So it's always going to be an uphill battle for... And I appreciate the way they are trying to make these characters... um, You know, they're trying to diversify their portfolio and and get people interested in other stuff outside of the the big guys. Um, But still, it is hard to... like. It's kind of unfair to compare that stuff to the Miles Morales segments, even if that's what they're trying to do, because he is Spider-Man and because he is Miles Morales. You automatically have this kind of um, affection for him that you maybe probably don't have for Peter Quill prior to becoming Star-Lord. Yeah. Uh, and that's 
Like, it's just, yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Uh, Spider-Man has an inheritable, um, I don't know if inheritable is the right word, but like, you know what you're getting with Spider-Man stories. Um, and it's easy to fall into that rhythm, but jumping into something new like this, uh, even though you've seen it in movies, like I'm not the biggest, I don't think I've ever picked up. I picked up Star-Lord when it, he had an individual run after Guardians came out when he was getting almost married to Kitty Pride. Yeah. I don't know if he did get married to, I can't remember. He but, did for a little bit. Yeah. So I picked up that run for a little bit, but other than that, I didn't, I just stopped cause I didn't care. Um, but it's a good game. I'm still going to, I'm going to beat it. Uh, you know, once the multiplayer love of Halo, the kind of, slows down one of the things that does kill me is that i uh i can't play it on my series s upstairs like before i go to bed because uh my series s doesn't have a disc tray and one of the times that i get some good momentum in single player games is i'm done with the Fortnite battle pass so that's not the thing i play at night before bed and so i play single player stuff um, so maybe I just need to flip flop my schedule of playing the single player stuff downstairs. And then when I'm getting a little tired, I go upstairs and play some halo matches and then go to bed. Makes sense. I know that, correct me if I'm wrong, but I recall this thing that, um, like there was some ability to stream the series S or X to like an original Xbox One, if you had both of them like in the same network, uh, does that ring ring any bells to anyone? No. Oh my god! You know, I was just thinking about that the other day and thinking because I wish like, I could do it. Right, because if that is a thing, yeah, I feel sh- like it. It should also be a thing between the Series X and S. So, like, yeah. if you have both, you should be I'll, able to on your S play a game that's in the disc tray of your X. Yeah, I'll look. Maybe into that's this. too. Maybe that's too far in the future. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, but that seems like a thing that should should exist. And yeah, I mean, I don't know why why it wouldn't be a thing. You could stream your PS4 to a Vita, uh, so it doesn't seem like it it would be unfeasible. You can s- stream your PS4 and or your PS5 to your phone, like it should be yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, one thing that is uh, neat. Um, is just, I want to shout out again the effectiveness and power of the Xbox console and the fact that I unplugged my console and drove from Ocala to Orlando, did stuff all day, and plugged it in in the hotel room, and it quick resumed right away, and it had been unplugged for hours. So... Beautiful. Sony... I don't know what you got to do with your software to make it to where the PlayStation 5 doesn't try to kill itself when I turn it on, but please figure it out. Because if I can do that with an Xbox, there's no reason that my PS5 shouldn't turn on normally uh, when I try to turn it on. For the love of God, please. I will say I haven't had those issues as much... Um, like when I was playing through Returnal, I, I, I didn't have that happening and I was always leaving it on suspend because, um, 
I didn't want to like yeah. start up a the or at least when I was in the middle of a run, I would put it on suspend, and I never had issues with it. So I don't know if they've put out a firmware update or something, or maybe it's just like I've just I just got lucky in the process of playing that. Um, but yeah, but I also it I think there are some games on Xbox where the quick resume does not always work. Oh, it breaks um, Guardians frequently. It <laughs> I have to quit out completely of Guardians before going back in because it kills it. Yeah, so it's not it's it's not yet a perfect system, but it is it is great when it works correctly. Yeah. Um but other than that I've been playing Halo multiplayer. Uh everything I said positively about the beta um or the the network test, whatever you want to call those before, because now it technically isn't beta, uh carries over to right now. Yep. Um the one of the wonderful things Seth, I actually, um, I, th- I wish you would download it to play the multiplayer. I know you're not huge into the Halo multiplayer. but I last, have downloaded it. I just haven't played it yet. Um, last night, we had a full, we had 10 people in a party. It was me and all the people that uh, play at the Digimon tournaments. God bless. And we were doing 5v5 private matches because we were tired of playing big team. Oh, that's uh, dope. And so it was really fun to just like be in a group of ten people that all knew each other, and we custom game, custom game. We were playing SWAT at one point, and it just and it feels so nice. Like I look at my friends list, and everyone is playing Halo, and I haven't had that feeling in a long time. <laughs> Probably over uh, well over a decade. Right. Usually I only have like one or two friends on at a time playing something. There's never a mass uh like no matter even if it's something popular that drops, like I don't my friends aren't all on playing stuff like that. But because Halo Infinite A is cross play, all of them were playing on different systems. Um shout out to they her name is Digimon Queen and the tournament thing. <laughs> Uh, she was playing on an Xbox One. Uh, I've seen my roommate people, play on his Xbox One. People were playing on PCs. It's rough. People like it's playable. It was across all platforms, and we were all playing together, and with no issues. It's beautiful, and it's free to play. So, <laughs> it's it's absolutely bonkers that this is out here, and everyone is picking up on it. At least it seems, and uh, it's it was a great time. Um, I wish some of the big team battle modes were a little more fun. Uh, and I think they will be once they figure some of them out. Yeah. Uh, Seth, there's this really weird one called, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but you collect power seeds that drop on the map. Yeah. And it, you have to collect five sets of power seeds and the enemy team can steal the power seeds while you're banking them. Uh, it's kind of like a weird sort of gambit-esque mode but there's no Mm -hmm. uh there's no environment it's just pvp it's 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 fun but it's also kind of weird uh and i'm excited to see what other game modes they add once again this is just technically quote unquote the beta but all your progress carries over once the game launches on december 8th um there is a we're not going to talk about the xbox 20th anniversary thing because there wasn't 
anything super big to talk about. Yeah, just but, the announcement that Halo was dropping. But right you got after. to see the three four three team, and they're like crying, telling <laughs> you that you're going to be able to play this, and it was awesome to watch. Uh, and to see that team finally get to push this game out, um, you could see like the weight just lift off of them a little bit, and all of the. Pl- all of them on Twitter were being amazed, like, oh my god, we're so happy everyone's getting to play this. And it went fairly smoothly. I played with no disconnections or anything all yeah. night. Like, I didn't. So the servers were able to handle it. There was over, like, 200,000 people at once on Steam uh, playing. And that's not even counting all the other s- consoles and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, great. Very excited for Halo Infinite and the future of it. I'm very happy for 343 with, the with like, the lead-up to the launch for Halo Infinite because you really got to think, the last two games that they've done for Halo 4 and 5, like, there was a lot of mixed reaction to those, to say the least. Like, Halo 4, I would say, was probably more on the positive side, but Halo 5 was fairly negative for fans across the board. Like... Tepid so, at best. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you have... And it's been, like, what, five years since Halo 5? Like, in the entire time since then, they've probably been biting their nails, like, worried that, especially after last year's showing of Halo Infinite and then they had to delay it, they were probably so worried that this was going to be just another similar situation. But it is... Halo Infinite is being so widely praised and just absolutely eaten up by so many people who have gotten their hands on it now like imagine what how much of a weight that is to have lifted like in the workplace you know like that that's i think that's probably enough to completely reinvigorate somebody's appreciation or somebody's drive to develop games and stay on that team you know and i like I'm very happy that Halo Infinite is as great as it is currently, and we haven't even gotten the full game yet. Like, it, I'm having a yeah. blast playing it. It feels fantastic. Like like you said earlier, David, like, everything that we've said from our time playing the, the previews and stuff absolutely carries over to this. I only have one, two problems. They fixed the super quick uh, reload melee. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's fantastic. Not a problem. I that, wish that balances things so uh, much better. No, uh, a the vehicles don't feel very good. They're super floaty, mm. um, but they are destructible, which is cool. So like you can lose a tire, so yeah. like you can someone can shoot out your tire mm. on a warthog and stuff. So, um, but they could change vehicle physics and fix that pretty easily. I think uh, with a patch. Um, it just feels like you're, um, it just feels like they're really light. Like they're really, uh, it doesn't, it's not a problem in vehicles like the ghost or the, uh, the chopper. Yeah. But, and when you're in a warthog, it's like exceptionally an issue. Um, but the other problem is the battle pass leveling is slow, but I want to note, like I've been reminding people, I had to remind people in the group chat last night, and they were like, oh, that makes sense, is that the battle pass doesn't end. So in in for Halo Infinite, when you buy the battle pass, no matter what, you're going to continue to be feeding experience into it 
and you're it's not like Fortnite where after three months it's over. So you have to play, 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 and hope you finish before it's done. Yeah. Um, this it's you know it's there and it's yours and your money's not gonna. I can't tell you how many battle passes I bought in Destiny that I got like fifteen to twenty levels in and I did not finish. Um, and that stopped because I did the adult thing and I. Not the adult, because that sounds mean, but I... I, I, I the financially I, responsible thing. I grew, and I deleted Destiny <laughs> off of my consoles. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's the Battle Pass, you know, and they, they're addressing that. They've already come out and said that they're looking into it, because um, they obviously did. They don't want people to bounce off of the game right away. Um, so... One problem that I do have besides just the battle pass thing is there, and it kind of does have to do with the battle pass, like there will be challenges that you have to play like certain game modes, um, get kills with like certain weapons or something like that. Like they're very specific things, but the way that the matchmaking is set up currently is that you can't really choose specifically which game mode you want to play. It's either you're playing quick play, which has like, four or five different game modes and good luck getting them all with like in a fairly reasonable time or you're playing big team battle which has like maybe two or three game modes in it or it's like some variations of those same three game modes or you're playing ranked uh competitive um which i don't really want to touch because i've never been a ranked kind of guy um but i have these challenges has a certain appeal to it because you start with the battle rifle and yes. there's no radar. Yes. So. I would love to start with the battle rifle, I'll tell you that. Um, but just the kind of people that play ranked uh, a little a little too much for how I want to go through it. Um, but, like, the fact that you're not able to pick these specific game modes can lead to you playing for a fair bit of time and not making any progress towards like some of your battle pass challenges for no fault of your own really just that you have not been placed into the game modes that you're really needing to get some certain challenges fulfilled um so that leads to even more stagnation of your battle pass progress but i'm hoping that'll get worked out pretty easily i, I also think up. no offense and it's not it's to everyone that's complaining about this. So it's legitimately not just you. And I know I said that's a little bit of an issue, but it, I think it takes a mindset change because you don't play Halo for a battle pass. You play Halo to play Halo. Yeah. And so, but I also like, I want to unlock some cool armors and stuff like I've been doing in pretty much every right, but other that Halo. That didn't really happen in the other games. I mean, ever since Reach, pretty much there's been a pretty consistent... Uh, right, five. but I um, stopped putting hundreds of hours into Halo by Reach. Like, Halo 3, I... Like, there... Back then, you just kind of played to play unless you were playing ranked. And so, like, it's... I understand, and I, like, a little bit of devil's advocate, like, it just might require a mind space change on some people. Uh, because you're so ingrained in the you like not the you, unlock mindset the unlock mindset like if you look at the battle pass stuff seth uh 
like it says it's the Heroes of Reach Battle Pass. And there's some like skins that are like uh that are themed noble after team. Noble Team. But right. the other stuff you unlock in it are so like they're just little it's not like a Fortnite skin where it's like a whole reskin of your character. Like it's just like a little trinket that you put on you. And it Or it's like an armor piece. Or it's an armor piece. And so I mean they're not even I think Bungie or three four three is kind of telling you like, hey, this is important to do, but also like play for fun and you'll get the stuff eventually. And it's not super important from the go. But I, I mean, I could be wrong. They probably want you to get the battle pass because it costs money. It's ten dollars. Yeah. But I don't know. It's I play Halo to play Halo. Oh, like if Fortnite, I'm going through the battle pass and doing the challenges and stuff like that. And if I happen to finish a challenge in a Halo match and it tells me it, then I'm like, oh, cool, I did it. Yeah. I'm not like stressing. That's fair. Uh, I ultimately like it. Yeah, I'm playing Halo just because I'm enjoying Halo again. Uh, but this, the Infinite Battle Pass is the first battle pass that I've ever bought. <laughs> Um, that's true you famously refused to buy <laughs> any, uh, any the apex battle pass yeah, you don't have any apex champions <laughs> uh, you... <laughs> i have loba <laughs> so you know like five <laughs> ten characters ago but you know but yeah so like i i'm coming into infinite with a new mindset that i have not had previously whereas you are very well versed in it um I, There's a battle pass. I'll almost buy it. <laughs> Whatever, it's ten dollars. But yeah, so like, I on on normally when I play these kinds of games, I don't have that goal, like that unlock mindset. I'm going into it, but now that I've you know put down some money, even though there isn't a time limit on it, and I, I'm not wanting, I'm not saying like I should be. Every single match should be me completing a challenge to get XP towards this battle pass. Like I, I don't. I don't feel that strongly about it, but I would like to have the option mainly to just search for specific game modes in the matchmaking system as opposed to hoping I get a game mode that I want. And they, I think they'll add that stuff. Yeah, and and that's a super, I think, a very super easy-to-accomplish split um, in the, like, the matchmaking settings and stuff. Because, I mean, even... Like, pretty much all previous Halo games. I think even MCC has, like, if you just want to play Big Team Slayer, there you go. Go have fun. And it's like, all right, cool. And I think that's part of where some of my, I don't want to say, like, gripes or anything, but just, like, some things that I'm noticing is comparing uh, MCC to Infinite and it's just like you guys just did this like two weeks ago over there. Like, think we'll get it in infinite soon? You know, just some quality of life things. And you gotta understand, MCC started way worse. Yes, it started really rough, and so. it's a very good experience now, thankfully. Um, and I think Infinite is off to a much better start than MCC was. So that's great to see. And again, I like. I'm loving it so far. Uh, I've been reading a lot of like press previews and stuff for the campaign. Um, 
over the past week, and it just sounds like a really good, new, fun time. Like, I I can't wait to get my hands on it coming up in the yeah. next few weeks. I'm very excited. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, Seth, what have you been playing? Uh, not too much. Um, today I did... Uh, jump into I played a few matches of Final Fantasy 7 The First Soldier the, Ooh, uh, I also did that the battle the new battle royale of the set in the world of Final Fantasy 7 remake uh, specifically um, but of course set prior to the events of that game um, which, which Final Fantasy set in the world of Final Fantasy 7 remake is also a uh, it might be set in also the world of normal Final Fantasy VII. Well, yeah, you it know. was. <laughs> you, there, we have too many podcasts talking about that, so I was, yeah. so I was not trying to get into that. Yeah. Um, it's so, like, this is a game that I remember when it first came out, like, oh, that looks cool. Um, and it just seemed like a regular battle royale, which it is, but it's. I was really surprised by the scope of the amount, like the scope of the systems that they have put into this, which yeah, I guess shouldn't be surprising for a Tetsuya Nomura um, helmed project. But it's not just dropping in and finding guns and shooting other people. That is part of it, of course. Um, and, you know, like any any battle royale, there are different levels of weapons um, and there are special things that are like legendary and you've got the supply drops and stuff um the the ring that closes in uh the map is um it's it's a bunch of like re it recreations of of areas in from remake uh which is neat um but outside of just the guns you've got uh melee weapons um so of course like cloud you can have a sword um, but there are other there are other classes. They're called styles, but they sort they work in the same and they have the same names as like the typical classes from Final Fantasy games. So you've got a warrior, you've got the mage, you've got the monk who is a fist fighter, you've got a ninja who's got the big the the shuriken that um, Yuffie has, and you've got the marksman. I think is the other one, and they all have their own unique traits and their own unique. Uh, special abilities that you can get, which also level up as you gain experience through the game. Because, uh, yeah, you get experience by killing people, but also there are monsters all over the world, uh, like monsters that you fight in Remake uh, that you can kill that'll drop gill and they'll drop weapons and items and they will give you experience to level up. And they, uh, and they, you know, they all have the same kind of elemental weaknesses because this game also has materia and spells that you can pick up. Uh, and level up, and you've got fire and ice, and you've got fire and blizzard and thunder and gravity and bio. Um, and it's just like, it's it's like crazy. Like, I like dropping in, I none of this stuff I was expecting. There also, there's also summons that you can get. Uh, I have not, I've yet to find one of those in a match, but I can only imagine they absolutely wreck everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the moment I used it in the tutorial, I'm like, this seems. Like, it would be terrifying. And I can, like, picture limited time modes that, like, bosses 
from the game will show up that that you can fight and get super weapons and stuff from. Um, like the like the when back when Fortnite did the the Thanos thing, like I could see them doing that, just dropping the Scorpion Sentinel in the middle of the map and having it kill everyone. Um, but yeah, it was just for this tiny little mobile game. Is it? A, it is. Um, like it's not a surprise that like when you load up Fortnite on your phone and it has all these things because it's also a console game. Um, but this is only on mobile and it's got way more kind of I don't even know if I would call it depth because in the end there it's all just different tools for you to use to kill other people in in this third person shooter. But it's just like it was surprising the amount of options that you have for different ways that you can play. Um and each of and you know there's a battle pass uh that that they have which full of cosmetics and stuff. Um and there's a shop that you can buy specific like character costumes. Like you can buy Cloud costume and a and his buster sword as a as the, the soldier melee weapon. Um but also each of the different classes has its own progression system with different uh, things like cosmetics that you can unlock. Uh, and they also have different special abilities that you can unlock to use in-game as you like level up each class. So it just... I don't know. It, it was cool. And it, like again, it's not surprising because I think back to Remake and, and all of the different sort of systems that it layered on, on that and the different things that you could level up. Um, so it's not a huge surprise to see all... like. Have see that design philosophy at play here, uh, but it was cool uh, and and surprising the the way that stuff was in there. Um, I have been playing it using my Backbone controller, uh, which you know it does work really well, and it I think in some cases it it makes it a little easy to exploit some of the touchscreen. Um, like the functions that the game has for touchscreen only users, like there's a, a setting that, um, like the first time it, it it sets sort of automatically on. You find it in the tutorial that you can set it to where when you when you when you're holding a gun and an enemy is in your crosshairs, it'll automatically fire. Yeah, um, which is something that would be like useful if you are using the kind of finicky touchscreen controls. Uh, but when you have a, an actual joystick and are able to sort of <laughs> a lot more accurately hold the crosshairs on an enemy, it it does. I mean, it's like it's like you know, it's auto firing uh, <laughs> specifically when the enemy's in your in your sights, and it's almost sort of like cheating. It feels unfair. Uh, yeah, it do, it feels unfair. But also the the controls are. Like they're they're pretty loose, like they're it's clear that they're the game was not it was designed with touchscreen in mind, um, because you know there there's a, there's a sort of like tightness that is not there that doesn't really feel like it's there when you're using um, like joysticks and buttons. Um, there's like this wall. There's like this parkour mechanic that is really finicky and and does not work super well on the joysticks because um like you have it's 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 so much easier to like move the joysticks in 
I, I, there's just a lot more room for error when you're using the joystick because like slight movements can change the direction of your character, and it sort of makes the the, the parkour mechanic not work all that well. Um, but it, you know, it's 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 been a really fun. I've I've had fun doing it, uh, and I I can't wait to jump in squads with David and see what we can do. Um, the the flow of the game is kind of weird because it seems like like it's I can't tell if it's just really easy to kill people or not, but it seems like a bunch of people die really early, and then as you spend a lot of the match like just trying to find people. Yeah, um, I found that in the my tutorial mission, which I mean I'm pretty sure that was against bots, but like the map is deceptively large. Yeah, and I think that it is that is also a thing that's tuned for you know uh, touchscreen to make it to 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 make it uh, like a, a bit more casual and a bit more pick up and play, um, but you know I I I've, it's I found it to be really fun. Um, the music, uh, it's like the music is transported directly from remake, which is great, uh, and I think the like the title track is brand new. I think. Um, but yeah, it's, I've only, I, I've only played it like today, um, but it's pretty fun. Yeah. I, I enjoyed my tutorial mission. Um, I can, I second the stuff you said about the controls. Um, one of my main issues is that like the game, <laughs> have you seen the tweet, um, where they kind of, we're like, hey, you don't like not playing this on your TV. Here's how you could. Have you seen that? No. Uh, like I presume you could, with like Apple TV, you could just stream it to an Apple TV and play it. So it was like Apple TV and like I think they were talking about like a connector you could buy that could put your phone on the TV. Um, it was kind of weird. It's like, why are you acknowledging that you know that people want this on a console. Um, but oh, this not... was like Square Enix that was saying this? Um, God, I would have to find the tweet. I know it was it was either Square Enix or the developer that made it, like the, hmm. the people that actually worked on it. Um, I would have to find it. But it was hilarious because it was like a weird workaround way to get it on a TV. Um, yeah, but I don't know that I would want to play it on a TV. Like, the game... It's so I I of course have an iPhone 12 mini um and I love the size of it. And even for for some games it's perfect like playing Slay the Spire my phone's great size. Uh and any any like Xbox cloud games that I'll play I'm not usually playing like action games on there. Just because there's there is kind of input lag. Um so I'm I'm usually just playing games that are turn-based or you know, that don't require super precise movement. Um, and, and I, and I don't need like super vivid graphics, but like playing it, it, it has showed the, uh, <laughs> the one, the one downfall of the screen size that I have to like put the, put it really close to my face to see what's going on. Yeah. Um, but like I don't know that I would want to play it on the TV because 
it's not going to upscale the models to my 4K TV. It's still going to be the resolution of this mobile game, and it would probably look pretty ugly on a TV. Yeah. You ain't lying. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I like this. I'm excited to see what we get, um, what comes of it. Cause you know, I just know that they're going to inject lore to this. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Eventually. So that's what I've been thinking of. There is like this, there's this opening cutscene after you do the tutorial mission that it has some there it's some cutscenes from remake and I think from uh, Intergrade, but there are there is like flashes of stuff and I'm like wait a minute I don't know like these are there's silhouettes of characters that it's like you know this looks familiar but it's not something I've seen before uh, and it, and it's but it's just like flashes of stuff and so I've that's one thing I've been thinking like how I wonder how they're gonna do this like I could see them doing it sort of you know, Apex Legends style where at the, like there will be hints at near the end of a season and the way the map changes and, and we'll get some, some lore bits when a new season starts. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to do that and what ridiculous things they will reveal through it. Yeah. Like before the, before we started recording, Forrest was joking about, Asking if Angeal is in the game, a famous character from uh, Crisis Core, and he's not, but he absolutely will be at some point. I am a hundred percent sure of it. Yeah, and that's just the nature of the Tetsuya Nomura Beast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Zach's probably Zach Fair is going to probably be in it. Sephiroth has uh, got to show up at some point. Um. Uh, Genesis, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> Genesis may still be stuck in some uh, legal limbo. Who knows? Yeah, I'm hoping for him, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, I can't even see the the weird um, Weisen, whatever yeah. the other people's names are. Um, like in this battle pass, there's a Hojo outfit that you can get. Uh, so no thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Uh, and, you know, I normally would not dedicate this much time to talking about a battle royale of all things. Uh, but it is Final Fantasy VII, and also I just have not played anything else this past week. And sometimes you just gotta play battle royale. It's, listen, it's not the most glorious thing to play, but it is a thing. To play. Yeah. And and if it brings you joy, it's worth it. Yeah. I, that's just at the end of the day, it's what it is. I played Kill It With Fire for like two hours the other day. I didn't get anything enough out of it to talk about it, but I played it. It's a spider killing yeah. game. It's kind of dumb. Mm. but You kill them with fire? Uh, that's not my preferred method, but... Uh, they give you a gun at some point, so that was kind of hilarious. Ah, kill it with a gun. Maybe F- once kill I finish it with gunfire. Maybe maybe once I finish the game, I'll have more because I'm almost. I'm. It's like a five hour game. Do I you think. think it could elevate to nukes? I. You know what? 
It could because they give you a gun almost out the gate. <laughs> They're like, here, here's a clipboard to smash them with. That's here's not hairspray fire. and fire. Here's hairspray and fire. Here's this... gun. <laughs> and I'm like, gun. This sort of. I don't know why, but you talking about this is making me think of worms. <laughs> I was just, just like thinking that the the absurd levels of of devastation <laughs> you can get with the the more powerful weapons in that in those games. I'll tell you if it gets more powerful next week. I'm I'm enjoying it and it's downloaded. It's on Game Pass, so if you want to play it and talk about it with me next week or uh, the week after, because next week we'll be off because of Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I probably won't. I did Fair play. Uh, I finally got around to playing Mario Party Superstars with a friend of mine, um, and it's you know it's fun. It's good it's old Mario fashioned Mario Party one through three style, the boards and the mini games. Um, and I am. I hope that Nintendo will continue the tradition of like with these. Uh, first party, first party Mario spinoff games that they continue to add more content to them. Because uh, I would like to see new boards, more characters, more mini games. So hopefully they do that. Yes. Maybe next week on Wednesday, instead of a pod, we do a uh, a gaming together day. Yeah. Play Mario Party. Yeah. Put it up in fun. the Discord and see if someone to, wants to join. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be a good thing to ruin our friendships that on the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, of course. Smash, Mario Party, Halo. Oh, yeah. It's, listen, there's nothing more enjoy, like, more joy bringing than getting mad over video games. There's nothing more enjoy. There's nothing more enjoy. All right. That's the tagline of this episode. With that, uh, we will be right back with the news. Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher, and while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back. All right, so the news is brief compared to uh, what we talked about early, but, you know, I'd rather talk about what we played than news. I have some news. Oh, what is it? I, David, am drinking one of those beers that I got last weekend. Uh, (laughs) It is a pumpkin spice latte milk stout. It's pretty good. Mm. Mm. I'm intrigued. Um. I'm drinking water. Same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the uh, drink of champions, of gods even. Um, Wait a minute. Are you talking like two hydrogen, one oxygen water? Dihydrogen monoxide, yeah. Uh, Ooh, that's I'm that talking good stuff. That good, good. Like uh, O2H, the backside of water. <laughs> oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think that would make water. I, I think that uh, we, may kill you. Yeah, probably. Would. <laughs> <laughs> like the moment it comes into contact, yeah, with you, it perhaps. was a joke on Jungle but on Jungle it Cruise might be this explosive. past weekend. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, you the, turn into you turn into the Hindenburg. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right, let's let's talk about some news. Uh, so cloud gaming is now available on Xbox consoles. Uh, so you can all the Game Pass games you've been able to play on your phone, you now can play them directly on your console. So like if you want to try a game and not download it, you could stream it. Yeah. Uh, I haven't tried it This is funny because a couple weeks ago in our Discord, I jokingly said, I wonder if I can play the Xbox Cloud on on the Xbox Internet browser. And then they just (laughs) went and put it on there. (laughs) (laughs) They sure did. They completely circumvented the process you created in your head and uh, made it possibly better. Um, So we'll see. Um, You know, hopefully it's good. Yeah. Um, Saints Row was delayed to 2022. August 2022. It was coming out in like February or March anyways. Okay. Yeah. Um, So that's a bummer for... Saints Row, I guess. Um, if you wanted Saints. to play that game, then, you know, sorry. Sorry. Um, Dragon Ball The Breakers was announced. Did you see this game, guys? I yes. heard I, about I, it. I'm kind I didn't of like super trailer, into though. this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God, it's, of course. It's weird. I've... This is, this is going to be it for Seth. He's... He's bought like, in oh on, no. the, on I've, the Dead I've by solidly Daylight. bounced off of pretty much every Dragon Ball game ever since Budokai Tenkaichi 3. I haven't needed so, anything since. So, like, I, I've never played Dead by Daylight. Um, and I guess the closest analog that I have to this is Evolve, but it also doesn't seem to be that. But <laughs> it seems like the, the premise is that you are a... Just like a human, or rather a non-powered character, because one of the characters is Oolong um, that they showed in the gameplay, hmm. um, the pig. Uh, and you, it's basic. It's like an asymmetrical multiplayer game where one where one person is controlling a main series villain. So we're talking Frieza, Cell, or Majin Buu, and the the other team is just a bunch of unpowered people and they're trying to, I don't know if you're just trying to survive. There might be a timer or a task to do, or you have to sort of figure out how to defeat the enemy. Um, which I, I get this. I feel like that's what dead by daylight is, but with like classic horror characters. Um, and it, you know, that's, that game is I have completely no interest in, but seeing it transplanted onto Dragon Ball, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to play me. this. Yeah, it's uh, it's bizarre looking, uh, and I'm here for it also. Uh, I Frieza... can't tell from what they showed if any of that is actual gameplay, but if it is, it's really nice looking. Oh yeah. I'm hoping it's actual gameplay. I want it to be. Um, I'm, I'm just glad we're getting a, like more Dragon Ball games that aren't just retelling the same three sagas over and over. I would gladly take experimentation in this franchise and its video game adaptations. For sure. Especially when uh, we thought we were going to get some experimentation with, with Dragon Kakarot. Ball Z Kakarot, and then it was just... <laughs> 
uh, you know, more Xenoverse. Nope. Uh, apparently yeah, that Trunks uh, expansion had some slight experimentation. But also, the game's called Deep Z Kakarot, so... I didn't know there was a Trunks expansion. Me Yep, either. it was Future Trunks. So, you know, mm. the best. I do love him. He is undeniably the best. And it's oh so God. frustrating. <laughs> uh, He's great. So good. Jeez, so I wish cool. I looked like him. I know! I, I just... Uh. <laughs> That is, it's that is the perfect male form. Yeah, is future truly, trucks. I yes. as a kid, <laughs> this seeing, is the ideal male him, form. I was like, man, I really want to learn how to wield a sword yes. and fight aliens. I Sadly, neither of those things a, ever happened. I wish I could make a bowl cut look as cool as him. <laughs> I know, because he's got an undercut on it, though. So like, yeah, that was one of my most prized possessions. Kind of ahead of his. He truly was head of the head of the times. Because that's like a thing now. Is that undercut? Yeah, he's an e boy before e boys were cool, and we love him for it. Also got that that women's jacket on. Mm. That is, you know, clearly too small, but it totally works. He he kills it. His fashion sense, immaculate. Mm. So so that was one of my favorite possessions as a child was i had this there's there used to be this dragon ball z magazine that came out and i'd buy it every month yeah and one of the covers was holographic and um it had just the back of trunks is his back with the sword and in the reflection of the sword it had frieza cut in half oh oh, oh. Mm. It was so, I carried it with me everywhere mm. for like two Beautiful. months. It was great. I'd have to find it online. Iconic scene. Yeah. Uh, truly. I think DBZ peaked at that, <laughs> oh, to be honest. Um, but it peaked all over us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Dragon Ball, the breakers. That's And then you know. Trunks with that, when he flashed all those gang signs and then <laughs> shot that energy ball. <laughs> A move he never did again, but yeah. we all remember. Fondly. Hardly ever you really used that sword too much after that either, but, you know. You know. It was worth it. Um, but now we get to get into some interesting... I don't know if there's too much discourse here, but the Game Awards. Actually, before that... Oh, uh, okay. Let's... Capcom's Pragmata has been delayed to uh, 2023. Ah. I thought that was coming out in 2023 anyway. Apparently it was coming out in 2022, but now it's coming out in 2023. Mm. I saw that on Twitter. Just another strand-type game biting the dust. Wanted to pop that in there. Just another game from Capcom that's not a Mega Man X or ZX sequel or Devil May Cry. Or Or Deep Down. Or deep down. <laughs> um, the so real how deep do we... down is the souls we made along the way. <laughs> the souls likes, rather. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about these Game Awards announcements? I the, didn't... The Game Awards nominees. I only I think it's the really annoying. Ones. I think it's really annoying that on their website you have to make an account and log in to vote. There's this Twitter account I follow that's like, like it's called like Save You a Click or something like that, but it's for like video game articles like this, um, primarily. And they mentioned that it took like twelve clicks to get 
to the Game Award nominees. And it's like, good lord. I logged it... in with my Twitter and got there. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to log into a game. The Game Awards. I just want to click. I just, just want to see. Vote. Let me vote a bunch of times for one game over and over and over. With my multiple anyway, accounts. The, I I don't think I I didn't look through, like I I perused some of the um, nominees, but not all of them. Uh, game of the year though is interesting because like I don't know that any of these games are ones that I would think of as like game and granted I haven't I haven't played all of them uh, but and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong on Ratchet and Clank but none of these really seem like games that I would think oh yeah this is the game of the year like none of these games can stand up to Neo Two. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> well, that didn't uh, come out this year, so. Um, I mean, a, a remaster. Actually, uh, and um, dang, I want to say I. You know, I've been thinking about this lately in preparation for our games of the year because I, I know I want to know see when these DLC came out because I'm pretty sure some of them came out this year. So I looked after the game of the year years were announced uh i looked at my list of stuff i beat this year and i've played almost all of them um except for it takes two and psychonauts two um and there was an experience i had during ratchet of clank during the the act of playing it where i was like this could be my game of the year um and i i stand by that i think it it could be um that's how I've been feeling about Dread. I, like, I, it's, we'll see, of course, because of the way the dates work for this, uh, Halo is not going to be able to be nominated. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, and I think, had it come out earlier, especially given the reception to it, I think Forza would have been a shoe in had it come out a month earlier for game of the well year. the thing is forza was eligible and it for some reason is not here mm. Mm. uh it's one of the highest like it's nominated yeah, in it's, other it's categories that's yeah for best audio design so that's in, that's interesting um i will say i was like one i guess i don't know what i would take out but i was surprised that returnal did not get nominated because it was Obviously, I thought it was really good, um, and it was like it was a very high-profile game because it was like the first kind of really big PS5 exclusive game. Um, I think probably the discourse on the difficulty made it hard for a bunch of people to put it on their ballots. Not the discourse, but yeah. rather the difficulty of it probably made it hard for a bunch of people to put it on their ballots. Yeah, it's the same as like racing is kind of a niche genre, even though it's really yeah. rated highly. Like racing is probably not going to be a game type that's going to be unless it's like a kart racer that's exceptionally. But I feel good. like have has Forza not been nominated for Game of the Year before? I would I I would have to go back and look, but I don't think it has. Yeah, I, 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 certainly off the top of my head, I don't know, but. Yeah, I don't. There's not like 
I don't know. It's just, it's it's weird. Uh, certainly, part of it is because of the the year, um, and it's 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 just it's sort of hard to pick out those games in my mind that were like that super stood out. Um, like I I get kind of forgotten that Resident Evil Village was this year. It's been uh, a very until long I saw year. It, until I saw it on this list. I was like, oh yeah. Um. So I don't know. It's it just it seems like it's just kind of like all the games I've played have sort of blurred together, um, and and also just because of you know the circumstance of the year and and for me certainly personal circumstances have kind of there's sort of like a the a cloud over all of the games I like looking back at them. It's like you know none of these are really just sort of poking out of my mind as these incredible experiences that I've had. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's unfair to hold that against some of the games, but it's just sort of the way my brain is working and, and picturing this stuff. Um, I do want to, uh, I don't, I do want to play Ratchet and Clank and Psychonauts before the end of the year so I can have a, a proper, um, gauge on all of these games. So we'll see if I am able to get through that. Yeah, I'm curious. I Part of me wanted to play Psychonauts, but I just haven't played it. Like, I haven't played the first one, and I bounced off of it pretty hard because, uh, you know, it's an old game. And I know that some people said that you kind of you don't have to but it uh is very helpful to have played the first one um so i don't know i want to play it it's just something i haven't gotten to um bold prediction just based on like what i've read and heard in podcasts i think that the winner of best sports and racing is going to be Hot Wheels Unleashed. Gosh, I you hope know, so. I, dude, I don't know if you're, it's a bit, but I think that you're right. I would kill for a Hot Wheels game to get no, game like, award nominated. I, I have not played it. I I do want to. Um, yeah, because I all I've seen is because, how amazing it is. Right. It, it's, it seems to be like a really well- Solidly designed and also like super unforgiving, uh, like F Zero style game, right? Uh, like the stuff that I've listened to and like people have kind of rave reviews of it. And I think I wonder how much of that is going like knowing you, you boot up a Hot Wheels game and then you're presented with just this really good racing game. It if it sort of because it was like your expectations were so low. If that if if that makes the afterglow that much more. Um, yeah. So, we'll, I mean, realistically, it'll probably be Forza. Uh, but I th- I, I'm going to... That's my dark horse for that category. <laughs> I Also, I would like... Uh, go ahead. I would like to know what hurt the people that decide to put 12 minutes uh, in the best indie game category. So, um, you know, I, I saw some of this discourse about this, and I, it sort of happens every year with the indie game category. 
Um, this is basically an impossible category to do because of the amount of indie games that come out every year. Um, and it sort of just comes down to... Obviously, there, wa- there are ones that are like super breakout hits, uh, like Hades was. But also, like that was coming from a studio which had made a bunch of previously really good indie games. And it had the benefit of the early access. Um, and and it and it was an indie game, but like to an extent, like the amount of coverage it got, um, it's just it's it's sort of it's hard to like. There's no way to get it right, and so a lot of a lot of it comes down to which ones have people talked about the loudest. Yeah, made a bigger um, footprint. Which or which ones have been marketed the most? So like. 12 minutes was basically a shoe-in to be in this category when Microsoft deigned to include it in one of their showcases as like um as this, you know, headlining thing that they have coming out exclusively. Yeah. Uh the fact that it turned out to be in some people's minds like really bad is you know, it's kind of besides the point. Um because people know what it is and pe- a lot of people have talked about it. Um, I'm sad like Sable's not on the indie game list. Well, it's on a best debut indie, hmm. um, which I think is yeah. a better category. Uh, but again, like, there's no way to get these right. Um, I would, but I would wager that, that I, I would wager that the winner of the category is probably is probably a really good game and is sort of among the cream of the crop of indie games that came out, even the ones that you don't know. But, you know, it's... Like, it. a lot of it comes down to, like, what do we know? What have, we, what have the voters played versus... Rather than what is the best game? Um, because, like, it's hard to... It's easy to forget, rather, the the sheer amount of games that come out all yeah. of the time, because you only have so much time to devote to playing not only playing games but like learning about games and hearing about and like reading about what games are good and what or even just what games are out. Um, and so whatever the stuff that you regularly are are looking at those are the the games that you're going to hear about and the games you're going to play. Um and so it's an inexact science. But you know, it is what it is. Like and that's like I was I brought this up in this Discord. Um that is exactly what the the most anticipated game category is. Uh like it's it's a really absurd category. Um the the nominees are Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Starfield, and uh, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Uh, that's what the actual wording of it is. Um, I mean, that's what Nintendo calls it right now. Right. I and need so them to start like, calling it something else. Yeah. Uh, I know. I mean, it's not going to be called Breath of the Wild too. It's going to have a different no. subtitle, but. That would just might be much more easier. It would be much easier to write out if they just put Breath of the Wild 2, uh, you know, as shorthand. 
But like, this is very clearly going to go to Elden Ring because a bunch of people just played it, and it's probably the one that's coming out closest. I guess I think I don't actually know what the release date of that is. I am. It's, um, it's still in January. It's late yeah. January, and so. Yeah, obviously that's going to be the most anticipated because that's the first one of any of these games we're going to get to play. If Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out tomorrow, that would be my most anticipated game. Uh, And so it's just like, you know, you could say this about any of the categories of the Game Awards, um, that they're all kind of, you know, they're all just sort of made up. And I mean, everything's made up. Well, yeah, but it's sort of based on nothing, really. Uh, we've talked about it how, I don't know if we talked about it on here or it was just in the Discord, how, like, the whole, the the point of the Game Awards is, is to sort of, a, an attempt to legitimize the the industry we, and and elevate it to the, to, like, m- movies and TVs that have their yeah. own. That was uh, last week last episode when I was right. saying I I wasn't digging the direction it was currently on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's it's fun to talk about. It certainly is a a good thing, a good... Like, I enjoy it um, because it does give us good discussions. And it, and it, and it is helpful to, like, give you a sort of structure to, to sort of catalog the games that you have played and what you thought about them. But, you know... Um, for stuff like best indie, and even you can nitpick any of these categories and say, "Hey, like the the lack of Hitman three on the on this list on any of these categories is kind of bizarre, given how much when that came out, everyone loved that game." Um, I personally, it was it, the Hitman games remain something that I really enjoy more in theory than in actual playing. Um, but yeah, it's like nowhere on here. So it's just, you know, like you can pick any of these categories. But, uh, you know, talking about it is fun to do. And I'm sure the voters do their best. But you just can't, you can't play every game. When did Hitman 3 come out? Well, that was like Did's early this year. Yeah, beginning of the year, give or take. I think that was the first major release of, of the year. No, it, it was... Well, I was going to say, I, I'm pretty sure that was the first um, Series X enhanced game that I played. January Or, or owned, rather. Yeah. Are you sure you didn't play the medium before you played Hitman 3? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't know. The medium came out in January. Um, also, no, it missing. was like I specifically remember it was Hitman, but I just like I, I just didn't play it for very long. Like gotcha. I played, I I played it like a handful of times, and I was and I, and I came to the conclusion again that I was like, you know, this is this seems like something that would be right in my alley, but uh, in playing it, it's just it's a bit too, you know, it's it just doesn't work. Um, hey, that happens. Yeah. That's how you it don't goes. you don't have to complete every game you start. Yeah, it it is just, you know, it's sort of unfortunate specifically for Hitman like the way the game is structured. Um like f- 
with each release, I've been like, man, this game, I'm gonna love it because this has it's got like everything that I like in games like this. Because uh, you know, it's like this these huge stealth Rube Rube Goldberg puzzle things <laughs> that you can set up. Yeah, um, and I love those games, but it's just like when I play it, it's a bit too. I don't know. It's a bit too abstract. Like, I've never been great at games where, like, you, where they give you like a bunch of control, a bunch of freedom to just go do stuff in a bunch of different ways, um, without like, without like specific, maybe not not even specific, but like general directions of of ways to go about stuff. It 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 just becomes like okay, this is, I really want to like this, uh, but it's just not working for me. But you know, a lot of people did like it, and it's so it's weird that it's not here. Mario Golf is nowhere on this daggum well, thing. Well, that's not a very good game. <laughs> Let's just be honest; it's not great. I liked it. I thought it was going to be your game of the decade. <laughs> Listen, I thought it would be too. I thought it was very good, though. Uh, uh, at least enough to man, get they, into best family game. They. If there was a category for like best, um, what would the word be? Best marketing presentation, maybe. Uh, I don't know. But they really made Mario Golf look a lot more fun than it is. Specifically the uh, the the rush modes. Yeah. The way they show that off in the in trailers, like, oh, this looks awesome, and then it's really tedious to play. I still enjoyed it. It is tedious, but I enjoyed it. I um, I like the regular golf. It I find that to be I still I that was still fun for me. But um, yeah, the golf rush stuff. It's, it's just not. There's not a whole lot. If I thought there was, it was like obstacle than, courses that so you had to go through. Then maybe. Then I thought it was better than WarioWare Get It Together, <laughs> which somehow got nominated for best family game instead of like any other family game that game was bad i'm surprised shimigami tensei 5 is even on this list considering that released five days ago like i know it's within the window but it's like i just i don't know anyone who's even beaten that game yet you know I'm well, surprised I think cyberpunk is nominated for anything that too i th- i think that with smt it seemed like uh, I think the journalists had it a lot sooner than when it came out. That's fair. Yeah, they've had it for like four. They've had it for like a month. Um, Makes sense. But I gotta say, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's there's always an RPG that sneaks in there that like just came barely out. makes yeah. the cut. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. It's the Game Awards. Uh, I'll be watching it for commercials. So, and it'll be fun. It'll be fine. I don't know. It won't be as good as it won't be as good as our Game of the Year stuff. That's for sure. Oh, right. never. Just you wait, <laughs> and I will find a way to include Neo Two on that list. I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> Uh, and we will all, we will all, but 
we will all agree on it. Let's be clear. Oh yeah, it will be all of. We will all be putting it on the list. Unanimous on the list. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, Lord. That, uh, all right. Metroid: Samus Returns will be our game of the year unanimously. No, <laughs> I know. Um, I don't even feel that I way did. about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But hear me out. Comes to it. Super Metroid. Halo <laughs> One. I've been playing that a little <laughs> bit lately. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> 99 maybe. <laughs> yo yo. Uh, all right. You never know with us. Well, I appreciate Minesweeper, both of you, you know? so much. Picross 6 maybe. You know, I think uh, I played Solitaire once this year. Is that eligible? Mm. The other day I played uh <laughs> Solitaire Monopoly mobile game. <laughs> it wasn't great, but I did play it, so it could show I, up. <laughs> I, I didn't tell you guys about my depression playthrough of uh, a whole week of playing hours of Hades at night because I couldn't sleep. Oh, no. I almost beat it within like five Could runs. Be and then I stopped. But um, yeah, that's fun. Gaming is something. Something else. Know. Um, all right. So we appreciate you listening to us be crazy and we hope you have a great thanksgiving next week and we will maybe play games with you join the discord to see what we're doing in that space uh keep an eye on gaming meetup it's a channel on there um i usually keep things mostly organized uh i need to make a channel for seth's youtube algorithm uh (laughs) so that he can just post the random 20 second things he finds on YouTube in there. But um, then everyone would stop, would, would just start ignoring them. I want everyone no, to no, see. No, no, no. <laughs> Not me, Seth. No, no one Not would ignore me. them. It's just you would but, have a special uh, feed for yourself. Yeah, that's his for YouTube us to react feed. To them. <laughs> <laughs> he already has that feed. That's why he's showing it to us. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I love it. I'm not, I'm not. Uh, but all right so we appreciate you listening and we will talk at you soon bye goodbye see ya